0: to you oh God we express our heart's gratitude to you you are worthy of our praise oh God you are worthy of our worship and so Lord be praised O God our Lord most God thank you almighty God thank you for being gracious to us today speak to us this evening, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please, before you take, thank you, chosen vessel, God bless you. Please reach out and get out to your, bring out your Bibles. Bring out your Bibles. Let's take our affirmation together. Hallelujah. Say with me, this is my Bible. This God's inner and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life By doing these four things, know it in my head, by diligent study, store it in my heart, by memorization and meditation, show it in my life, by doing these teachings, and show it in my world, by being a witness, hereafter, I'll never be the same, never, 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 in the name of Jesus. For his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Please you may warmly be seated. And help me welcome someone to church this evening. Tell him, brother or sister, I welcome you. I trust that your day was blessed today. Please ensure you get an answer. I trust that your day was blessed today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bring out your Bibles. This is midweek service. Uh, bring out your writing materials so that we'll see. Some signs of spiritual maturity. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. I'll read from verse 12 to verse 14 from the King James Version. So open your Bibles with me. To the book of 1 John, chapter 2, from verse 12 to verse 14. Amen. From verse 12 to verse 14. It says, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. How many of us were here on Sunday? Yes, last Sunday. So this scripture should still be fresh in our minds. Okay. Verse 13. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. Verse 14. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abided in you and ye have overcome the wicked one praise the lord from this text of scripture you can see just like we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1 the writer of this scripture gives yet another classification or categories of brethren that you will find in a church. Three categories here given. The first is a category of little children. Little children. Uh, Apostle Paul described it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. He calls them babes. Apostle John here gives a second category which he calls young men. That is, those that are approaching or going or pursuing maturity. They are what we call adolescents in the spirit. And the last category here, fathers. Fathers, Apostle Paul classified them in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1 as those that are matured. And he said there were few in the church then. Here, Apostle John says, fathers, that is the matured ones, because you have overcome the wicked one. These are not people struggling with sin. These are people that are walking in victory in sin. Why? Because of what they know. By the grace of God, Sunday coming, I'll be talking about that. You know, I told us on Sunday, as a result of grace, the Bible says, for by grace you are saved, not of yourself or not of works. By grace, through faith, you have been saved. It is the gift of God. Therefore, you cannot boast about it. Are you listening to me? It's not because you worked for it. Now, on Sunday last, we looked at that small phrase, it is the gift of God. And I presented grace from Scripture as a gift that God has given us, that is constantly giving back to us, is a gift that contains many other gifts. And three of those are the three cardinal gifts that God has given to you as a Christian. One, we said the gift of righteousness. Two, the gift of eternal life. Three, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And these gifts in themselves are gifts that keep giving out or returning to us more and more gifts. And so coming Sunday, by the grace of God, we'll be looking at eternal life. And some of us will be surprised what the definition of the Bible is or what the Bible calls eternal life. Amen. So, now, in the last study we had on this last year, we we're, were looking at some characteristics of babes in Christ. Because here, for us to truly understand and weigh ourselves by the, by the measure of the Word of God, not comparing ourselves with ourselves, we need to see how does the Bible describe a baby in Christ? So that if you are a baby in Christ, you know it's not about longevity. It's not about how long you have stayed in church. Some have stayed in church for 10 years, 5 years, 3 years, but they have refused to grow. They have refused to exercise themselves in things that matter to time and eternity, such that you will still consider them as babes. There were seven or so characteristics of babes we mentioned last year. The first was that, as the Bible says, because you are newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the world. Babes, as it is in the natural, so also it is in the physical. Babies feed on milk, milk of the world. Milk of the world can also be seen as you are looking at it from the standpoint of what is it for me? What is in this for me? What is in this for me? God, give me this. God, do this. God, do this. Do. Those are characteristics of babes in Christ. They are not interested in deeper things. They are not interested in even getting to know the source of those things. As far as they are concerned, they want to know the hand of God without knowing the ways of God. They are characteristics of babes. A babe feeds on milk. Babes possess innocence as a result of the fact that when you come to Christ and you receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you, you are coming with an empty slate, with a blank slate. But the truth is this, that when you are coming with that blank slate, the challenge is that because they possess innocence, they may not even be, of course, they wouldn't know the things that have really been made available to them. For example, please, can we have 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, quickly. Now, look at this. Look at this. I'm sure this is a passage of scripture that most of us in this house know. Let's read together, everybody. Therefore, hold on, therefore, that's the summation of many things. Now, therefore, if any man beware, in Christ. He is what? A new creature. All things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Beloved of God, I want you to know this. Like most of us would have experienced or would have found in our experiences. This scripture is truth, isn't it? This scripture is what is truth. But when you got born again. Even after one month of your getting born again, and you come to read this scripture, do you know it is possible for you to get to a point like some of us would have experienced? Lord, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. I'm a new creature. I don't feel like a new creature. All things, I'm still doing some of those things I used to do. Have you experienced that kind of thing before? Eh? The question is, why does it appear that this scripture is not true in my life? It is because of the nature of a baby. The overriding principle here that opens the rest of this scripture to us is that word after semicolon. What is it? What is that word? Behold. Behold is not see. That behold you see there is not see. That behold in the word it is written. It is coming to know. Coming to understand. Coming to be aware. It is true that all things are passed away and all things have become new. If you have not been taught to know. If you have not come to be aware that indeed what the Lord says is true. What the Bible says is true. You will still be living your life wondering why this scripture is not being fulfilled in your life. Are you listening to me? But the moment you come to understand what that behold means it begins to remove that concept of innocence. Because innocence goes beyond the fact that you didn't commit a sin or when you got born again, you became a new creature, you had no sin to commit. Like in those days, they used to tell us, confess your sins and let God forgive you. The question is this, which one will you remember? The one you committed when you were 10 years old, 12 years old, seventeen years old. So all those confessions doesn't really matter. The moment you come to Christ, your slate is wiped clean by the blood of the Lamb because he had paid the price for the sin of yesterday, the sin of today, even the one you commit tomorrow, he has paid the price for it. So sin is no longer the challenge. But in order for a babe in Christ to come into an understanding of the operation of this scripture, he must understand that word there, behold. Behold means, it is true that this is a fact, but you need to come into an understanding. You need to now be aware that this is your new status in Christ. Do you understand me? You need to know. It's like a young bride. A friend of mine got married. The wife was even the one telling me. And uh, the following Monday, she went to bank, or the, and uh, somehow, you know, a check was given to them. The person that wrote the check wrote the check for the woman to cash in the name of her new husband. And she said, "Mrs. So and So." It was in the days of tally number. She went, collected the tally number, dropped the check. Because it was a cash check. Once it, it was endorsed at the back, so she can just collect it with minimal identification. And so she dropped it, collected her tally number. And for a while, they were calling the tally number. She was not answering because the, the name didn't sound like her. Number so-so and so, Mrs. so-so, oh, uh, Ruth so-so and so, come and collect your... She di- it didn't even occur to her. Because as far as she was concerned, she was still Ruth Okonkwo. Are you with me? It has not dawned on her. She has not come to understand that her status has changed. Her new name is this. And so after about one and a half hours, when some of the people that came and met her there had gone, she went to me the car. She said, I've given you my check about over an hour ago. You have not answered me. How come people that met me here, they are leaving me, they are going. And the woman said, what is your name? She said her name, that was, in fact, she judged herself at that point because suddenly he dawned on her. She came to be aware that she is no more Ruthokonkua. Her new name is So Ruth, So So and So. And she actually now remembered that she had been hearing at the faint of a woman's voice calling her new name. Are you with me? Even though she was in place, she was not aware. Behold, she didn't know that everything had become new. Do you understand? It's the same thing here. A babe would not know because he has not subjected himself to be taught or to come into awareness, or to come into an understanding. Are you following me? Those are some of the characteristics of babes in Christ. That is why you need to be in the Bible teachings like this. That is why you need to be in those discussions, where you are free to ask your questions, because Jesus said, it is what you understand that will provoke the life of God for healing in you. Praise God. So the first is that babes feed on milk. The second is that babes are innocent. The third is that babes need to be cared for to grow. A baby is the one that will say, That church they don't even like people. They don't love people. I went there. Nobody greeted me. Uh, I've been going, you know. I'm sick. Nobody visited me. The question is this When you came to church, you did not feel first timers card. You came to church. You have been in church for three months. Before they share the grace, you are you have gone. Nobody knows you. Maybe somebody, a particular face you've been seeing that greeting you. You are not even thinking of what can I also do to bless somebody in that place. What I'm saying is that a babe is always needing care. If you are here, you are always needing care. Grow up. Let me tell somebody. If you are here, oh no, no, look at somebody. Brother God, look at him. Hey, look, look at your husband. Amen. Who are you looking at? Who is he looking at? I want to, 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 to. Say, are you a babe? Let me tell you one sign to know you are a baby. If you are always looking for, they have not visited me. They have not called me. I was in hospital for three days. Nobody from that church came. Today is my birthday. Nobody called me. Nobody even gave me a cake. It's a characteristic of a child. A babe is always looking for care. They are looking for care to be fed. They are looking for care to be defended. They are looking for care to be taught. They are looking for care to be carried. Beloved of God, there's nothing wrong in it. But don't major in it, don't use this as, as an instrument of offense. Yes. Should we visit? Yes. Should we care? Yes. Should we call? Yes. But where it doesn't come when you expect it to, you pick up your phone, call a leader you know. I am in social hospital. Or oh, my leader, this, my cell leader, this, my cell leader, that. Today is my birthday. This is 3 o'clock. I have not received a call from anybody in that cell. Do you understand me? Be the one to originate, to show that you actually belong to that cell. Don't see yourself as an external to that cell. Don't see yourself as an external to that unit. They don't care, Joe. If they care, they would not leave me where I am. Beloved of God, who have you shown care to? Who have you reached out to? Are, are you following what I'm talking about? Tell your neighbor. Say it, neighbor. Brother or sister. Mention. Look at him or her. When there is a need for somebody to reach out to you, reach out to somebody and communicate the situation. Amen. Babies need a community. That is why church is there. Babies need a community. That is why we have the house fellowship system. Babies need a community to grow. That is why we have the Father's Institute. And yet, there are some babies that will never want to be part of the cell. And yet, they want to Get the benefit of that community. Some will not want to identify with anybody in church. Possibly because of a bad experience they had. They were hot in their former place. And it became a problem for them to relay people. I tell such people, remember, Joshua chapter 6 verse 1. He says, and Jericho was what? Strictly shut. Nobody went out. Nothing came in. That is another definition of the Dead Sea. Are you following me today, church? So, if you're a member of a community, take part in that community. If you're a young convert growing in church, identify with all the arms of church that are meant to help you to grow. The Father's Care Center, our house fellowship system, make sure you belong to a house fellowship. The Father's Institute, make sure you go to the discipleship program of the church. And make sure you find a unit in church to belong to. Praise the Lord. The fourth thing we said then was Baby can be quite unstable. At this moment, they are smiling at you. The next moment, because something fell from their hands, what do they do? They begin to cry and shake their legs. Are you like that? Help me ask somebody, are you like the person the pastor has just described? Babies are very curious people. They can be very curious. They want to know everything. And as a result of that, Babies are always what? Very talkative. You keep saying something in the presence of your child. And before you know it, you begin to repeat it. You begin to repeat it. They want to talk. Especially when they, have just, when they are beginning to learn how to talk. Everything that passes, they want to talk about it. As a result of talking too much. You find that in the mouths of babes in the Lord. One of the things is that they try to garnish what they are saying. Because they try to carry what they are saying, there's a lot of lies that come in. One or two lies will come in just because they want something they are saying to catch your interest or for you to be interested. There is the possibility of evil speaking. And of course, there's a possibility of foolish speaking. Make sure you are not in any of these categories. Ask your neighbor, are you in any of these categories? Okay, tell me, which one is your own there? Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. I will enter quickly into the bit we have for today. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says, But grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory put now and forever. Amen. That tells me immediately that God wants you to grow. Tell your neighbor, God wants you to grow. It is a desire of God for you to grow. And he has put in place things to help you grow with. Praise the Lord. I said maturity is one of the desires that he has concerning our lives. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1, I'm reading part of it from the New Living Translation. He says, let us go instead and become mature in our understanding. Growth in Christ has to do with being matured in our understanding of God and of the things of God. I said God intends for us to pursue spiritual growth so that according to Romans chapter 8 verse 29, we may be conformed to the image of his son. The reason why God wants us to grow is that we may be conformed to the image of his son. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. That is the measure, that is the index of growth as far as God is concerned concerning us, his children. When God talks growth, he wants to see you stand as Jesus stood. He wants to see you speak as Jesus speaks. He wants to see you being another Jesus in that environment that you are in. That is God's ultimate goal in leading you on the path of growth for you to be conformed to the image of his son. That is the index. That is the measure. Praise the Lord. And I said here, you don't get to become mature by comparing yourself to another brother or another sister. No. That is not how to grow. In the company of the blind, I'm not as blind as them. Though you are blind, though, but my blindness is not 100%. But when they say blind, are you blind? The person is blind. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12. 2 Corinthians 10 12. I read from the Amplified Classic. It says, However, when they measure themselves with themselves and compare themselves to one another, they are without understanding and behave unwisely. Stop comparing yourself by another. He smokes 10 cigarettes. I mean, I only smoke one in four days. So I'm a better Christian. No no don't compare yourself with another person the standard that God has shown us for comparison is the image of his son and if you are going to grow up to the image of his son you must become mature by doing and measuring yourself with the word of God not with any other Christian you are seeing around you for all you care he could have been in church for 10 years but maybe he's a babe he's refusing to grow where he is, and you think it's an adequate standard for you to measure yourself, no. The Bible says comparing themselves with themselves, they became fools. Praise the Lord. Beloved of God, if you are not growing as a child of God, I want you to note this. You may appear as if you are stagnated, but in real life, there can't be a sitting in the fence when it comes to spiritual growth. If you are not growing, and you think you are just stagnated, going around the circles, you are actually retrogressing already. When it comes to the matters of spiritual growth, if you are not growing, you are going backward. You are not moving forward. That is why it becomes very important that you make up your mind that I will always grow. The stature of Christ will be my target and the word of God will be my roadmap map to getting there. I will pray God, I will now sit down, listen to the teaching of the word, study the word, apply myself to the world, and see the world produced in my life so that the ultimate picture I'm seeing is not the picture of my brother or my sister that I'm seeing. Yes, there may be somebody I admire in spiritual life, but my ultimate goal is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ himself because that is how God wants us to see. Amen. Now, I said here, as great as the Philippian church was, we see from the letter to them by Apostle Paul His prayers for them. Because the prayers of Apostle Paul is going to form a bedrock for us to discuss for the next couple of weeks. The prayers he prayed for the Philippian church. I said the prayers showed the Apostle's desire, that is the desire of the Holy Spirit concerning them, as expressed through the writings of the Apostle, for them to make continuous progress by a continuous growing up spiritually. This letter that we want to see, is just a portion of of the prayer, Apostle Paul prayed for that church. Philippians chapter one. Open your Bible. Philippians chapter one, nine to eleven. Now I'm going to read it in King James version. I'll read it in the NIV. I'll read it in the Living Bible, and I'll read it from the Amplified Classic Bible. There, we're going to see seven things that the Apostle Paul prayed for them. This is a very short passage, a short passage about three verses, but three verses that are super loaded. Of what you and I should use as the ladder to climb for spiritual growth. Amen. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. He says, and this I pray that your love may abound. How? Yet more and more. In what? In knowledge and in all judgment. Verse 10. That ye may approve things that are excellent that ye may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Verse 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. This is a prayer you should be praying for yourself every day. Can you give it to us in the NIV? Just look at this. Look at the points of emphasis. I'm bringing out these different translations because there are some emphasis I want you to note. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through to 11. He says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more. One sure way for you to grow is for you to begin to grow in love. Your love work becoming better. He says, That your love may abound more and more. How? In knowledge and in depth of insight. Insight is understanding verse 10, so that if that happens, this is what you'll be able to do. So that you may be able to discern. So if you're not having a love walk, forget it. You cannot properly discern what God wants you to do. If you're not growing in knowledge, if you're not growing in understanding of the word of God, forget it. You cannot fully enter into verse 10. You need to fully dwell in verse 9. Before you can begin to experience verse 10. Praise the Lord. And what is verse 10? When verse 9 takes effect. It says so that you may be able to discern what is best. And may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Verse 11. For I want you to understand what really matters. All beginning from your love work as a child of God. No wonder when Jesus was living he left us one command. Love one another as how? As I have loved you. Now, he says, being filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Did you see that? So, verse 9 is a foundation for Christian growth. Without walking in love, you cannot grow as a child of God. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you have crammed. You cannot come into an understanding simply because you have neglected what God says. This is the foundation of it. Now, let's read from the Living Bible. The Living Bible. Do you have it there? The Living Bible. Okay, let me read here from verse 9, Living Bible. It says, my prayer for you is that, remember, I'm reading the same text. My prayer for you is that you will overflow more and more with love for others. And at the same time, keep on growing in spiritual knowledge and insight. Verse 10. For I want you always to see clearly the difference between right and wrong. And to be inwardly clean. No one being able to criticize you from now on until our Lord comes. All these things are possible because of your love work as a child of God. Verse 11. He says, may you always be doing those good, kind things that show you are a child of God. For this will bring much praise and glory to the Lord. Amen. Can we have the same text in the Amplified Classic version? Amplified. From verse 9. From verse 9. Okay. Okay. He says, and this I pray. Look, it is the same prayer. And this I pray. That your love may what abound yet more and more. And extend to its fullest development. Love can grow. The more your knowledge increases in God. The more your understanding increases. You will know to love the more. He says that your love may display itself in greater depths of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. The next verse, 10. He says, so that if verse 9 does not take place, verse 10 cannot take place, so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize that is value, what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguish the The moral differences, and that you may be untainted and pure, and unerring and blameless, so that with hearts sincere, and certain and unsolid, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling, nor causing others to stumble. Verse 11 And that you may abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness that is, of right standing with God and right doings, which comes through Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, to the honor and praise of God, that his glory may be both manifested and recognized. Praise the Lord. I decided to read from those different translations to stress a few of those points. If you read through those different translations it will be very easy for you to draw these conclusions I want to draw. The marks of a mature believer or a believer that is pursuing maturity in Christ can be found in that particular passage of scripture. Philippians chapter 1 from verse 9 to verse 11. I have brought out five or seven things from that scripture and I'll be glad if you write these things down now. Go home Read that particular scripture, Philippians chapter 1, from verse 9 to verse 11. Read it in as many translations of the Bible as you can lay hold on when you get home. Praise God. There are seven things I got out from there. Number one, if I am intending to mature as a child of God, I am pursuing maturity as a child of God, I will abound in love. My love increases. I cannot grow without love. Love is a cardinal point. Love is a critical determinant for my growth as a child of God. Love. And the question is, you ask, what is Christian love? Go home. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to verse 8. Read it in any of those translations that you are reading. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to verse 11 on. It will show you the characteristics of the love that must be found in your life. The second thing I saw in that scripture is that as a maturing believer, I must grow in knowledge. I must grow in knowledge. Are you with me? And you will see that as, maybe I should reserve it on Sunday. When it comes to knowledge, spiritual knowledge, it's not informational. It's more than information. I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. Don't miss any of the services. Number three, if I'm maturing as a child of God, one of the signs that must be evident in my life is that I must be growing in discernment. I must be able to discern. I must be able to say, "Mm, there's something fishy about this. I may not be able to lay my hand on it, but something tells me that God is not here. What is it? I don't know. But inside me, He doesn't agree with me about this. It's something that God has put there. It's a sign that you are growing as a child of God. I must be increasing in discerning. The fourth thing I saw in that scripture is that a maturing believer has integrity. When I say good afternoon, you don't need to look at your time. You call me, I'm not there. I'm a child of God. I need to be with you at 2 o'clock. This is one minute or two. Maybe you are at uh, Alagbule or you are at Berger. I am still here in church. Hello. I don't, I, I say, as a child of God, who knows that the spirit of God is in me and uh, around me? I don't need to tell you that I'm a sabo. I, I, have you had such phone calls? Have you had such phone calls? Where are you? I am coming. I I say, I'm on my way to meeting you. Meanwhile, you see where he has been in the last one hour. If it's me, I've learned to ask something. Okay, tell me exactly where you are now. I'm sure I've asked some of you that. If you try to jump around and say, okay, look around you. Can you describe the structures that are around you? If you are still in your room, describe what is in your room. Do you understand me? It doesn't get to that point. But you find that these days, brethren find it very easy to lie. After all, I'm not stealing. After all, I'm not hurting anybody. You don't have integrity. It shows that you are not growing. Do you understand me? Those were the prayers for pray for that church. That's why you should pray this for yourself every day. The fifth thing I saw there is that a mature believer or a Christian mature has good works. Don't just tell them, do what I say. Don't do what I do. No, 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 no. Paul said, be ye imitators of me as I am who? Of Christ. You must have good works as a child of God. Tell your neighbor, you must have good works. You must have good works. Especially when you have been badly treated. I did, I did, I did. Especially when you have been badly treated. Especially when you have been insulted you must have good works. You don't repay evil with evil. Say, you don't repay evil with evil because you are a maturing believer. Number six that I saw there, a mature believer must constantly have the praise of God in his mouth. Apostle Paul prayed for them that their lives should be glorifying God. If my life is going to glorify God, my mouth Is the first show of glorifying God. It's not that because the economy is tough, you are going to the bank to collect your 5,000 ration for the day. And as you are going there, this one pushes you to the left, this one pushes you to the right, and you are wondering. Before you know it, hmm, you begin to become a transformer in that place. And people that may become transformers, the first thing they do is to complain. To complain, isn't it? This country is safe. If to no, be fish Ben, oh, giri, 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 giri. they begin to talk. To, no, no, no. When you are in that state, your default thing should be as a believer, a believer that is going on to mature. You see these things, such that when you are there tomorrow, and somebody matches on your leg in that queue, the first default, I, but immediately you call yourself to order. No, no, no. I'm a maturing believer. Do you understand me, Father? I give you thanks. I thank you for this situation. I mean. I thank you for this situation. Always deliberately call yourself to order. When you call yourself to order sufficiently, even your mind will know that the default state in that situation when you are challenged, say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, God, you are good. He's painting you, God, you are good. Oh, he's painting you, hallelujah. They may say it's fake. It's not fake. You are programming your life for success. Are you listening to me? That is how to walk approaching maturity as a child of God. Not when you are at the bus stop. Somebody smashes the rainwater on you. Hey! I hear me. Is this what my life has become? Uh, you are painting another picture of your life. Oh, praise the Lord. It makes all things beautiful. He didn't even catch this place that is white. Thank God. I will clean this one and manage and get to where I am going. It is an attitude change. It is a mindset change. The seventh thing there is that A maturing believer has a quality prayer life. These are found, number 6 and number 7 are found in verse 11. Has a quality prayer life. I said here, the apostolic prayer above should challenge us in areas of our spiritual growth. As we study this passage, we must examine our lives in its light. If we are progressing spiritually as individuals and as a congregation, Please never forget that in this journey, we are always either growing or declining. Our spiritual life is never on a standstill. And that is why you must constantly be intervening. You use the word of God to penetrate your life and put it in order. Praise the Lord. Let us bow our heads to pray. Our Father, we give you thanks. Your God, will love you. Lord, our desire is to grow. I want you to talk to God. Lord, I want to grow. I want to be a mature believer. I want to abound in love. I want to grow in knowledge. I want to grow in spiritual discernment. I want to grow in spiritual integrity. I want to have good works as a child of God that is maturing. I want my life and my mouth to be glorifying you all the time. Lord, I want a quality prayer life. These are the things I want you to pray for yourself on. Lord, help me to grow in love. Lord, help me to grow in your knowledge. Lord, help me to grow in discernment. Lord, help me to grow in integrity. Lord, help me to grow in good works. Lord, help me to grow in praising and giving your name glory. And Lord, help me to grow in my prayer life. Talk to God. I don't know if you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I would love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you. If you are there, can you just lift up your hands? Let me just pray with you. If you are watching from home, please pray this prayer with me. All of us, if you are there. Father, thank you for sending your word to me this evening. I receive your word in my life in the name of Jesus. I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I acknowledge that he died for my sins. I confess him today as Lord of my life. Lord, in line with your word, I am your child. Receive me therefore today in the name of Jesus. If you pray that prayer, you are born again. And so if you are at home or watching online, call any of the numbers that is on the screen. Somebody will be at the other hand to talk with you. If you're in church, please, I want you to see Pastor Fidelis, according to the pastor standing now. He will be there to talk with you further. May God's word find evidence of fulfillment in your lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Does anybody have any question? Any question? Okay. So Vera, I'll declare Vera. Hallelujah. Are you talking about walking in love and I have a situation. Please bring it nearer. I have a
1: situation at hand. Okay. I had this neighbor where I do my business. Okay. For like five years. She's always avoiding me, and um, I try to greet her. So I try another couples of times to greet her, and she's not giving it back to me. So I stop greeting her. So can we say I'm not working in love by not greeting her every day? She greets other people, then she passes without telling me hi. So I don't know how to handle that situation.
0: Okay, what does the word of God say, really?
1: As regarding this issue that I said. That uh, an issue like is that. Eh? Yes.
0: What does he say?
1: Love your neighbor as self.
0: He didn't say so. He says hate. Love those that despisefully use you. Yes, sir. Love those that despisefully use you. Is that not it? Yes, sir. So what should you do as a child of God?
1: to do. That's so why I'm asking the question because I'm really 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 tired of having to greet someone
2: over and over for many years.
0: Everyone so, told me what should be the answer to that?
2: The question I will ask you, I've really actually called this neighbor to ask why. Uh-huh. So you don't even know
0: You don't even know the reason important. for
2: the You just feel uh, you need to call and ask because It's important need to know the reason because you should not stop breathing our butt you have to find out the reason. Why is it difficult? As a child, of Please, God, can we have another microphone no, here? Oh, as a child of God, it should not be difficult.
0: How many of us relate with that question? Good, 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 good. We are many. You will get an answer this evening. Praise the
1: Lord. What I said is difficult because you have, have tried to reason it. I have tried to find. In fact, I can't fathom why she's doing that. You say you've so, tried
2: to. You've not caught her. That's my question. And so I say it's difficult. You've not asked her the reason. Mm.
1: Please, no. when you get to go
2: ask her why. Maybe tomorrow. I ask walk,
1: her. I'll walk to her
2: and ask yes, her. Yes, why. why? I've been greeting you, you are not greeting me. Why? Because that's that's the difference. That's why you are different from my You're a child of God. Ask her why.
0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says while Jesus was on the cross. No, give it to her. For your sake, he endured the contradiction of men. And on the cross, he was still praying. I'm sure you have never prayed for this woman. Uh, we are plenty, we are many.
1: Excuse, excuse, excuse.
0: Okay. Uh, yes, ma'am.
1: We are talking about neighbors. How about brethren in church? Okay, I have an instance. A particular lady in church stopped greeting me. What I did was I called her. I, I called her, her. I held her hand I said, Why? When I, so, I greet you
0: now, you don't answer me again. If
1: I greet you now, you don't answer me. Even okay? if I
0: greet you now, you don't yeah. answer me.
1: So she didn't answer me that day.
0: Even that day, she didn't answer.
1: But now, at least when I greet her, I deliberately and I say, Good morning,
0: sister. sister and, and, so. and
1: she's replying, now. Are you she's replying now. She's replying now. So you can actually walk by that. So can I say something?
0: You have another question. No,
1: can I ask what she said? Add it now. She, you, ma, you could do that because you are in the same faith. This person I'm saying, you will see it in her head that she hates you. Yes. And you try to greet her over and over. I mean, sir, yes. for
0: like years. Yes.
1: Continue. And if you,
0: without you knowing, the devil is using her to hurt you. Okay, sir. What you do, begin to pray for her. By the time you get to your business place tomorrow, go and greet her. She will behave as if you did, she didn't see you. Okay. You know her name. Yes. Mrs. Susan So, Madam Susan So, Mama Susan So. I am greeting you. Is there any problem? I observe that I have been greeting you all this while you have never answered me. Is there any problem? If she wants, if she may answer, fine. If she doesn't answer, don't bother. As a matter of fact, don't expect any answer. Tomorrow morning, watch out for her. Or next tomorrow, watch out for her. Madam, so so and so, good morning, ma. I hope you slept well. With a smile, new. She will look at you up and down, up and down, up and down. Let her look at you. Face your business. The next tomorrow, she comes around. Hello, ma. I am greeting you. I hope all is well with you. May God bless you. Amen. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Pack her load. Fool her. The Bible says that when you are doing that, you are heaping coals of fire. It is not on you. It is on her. Your own is that you are fulfilling the scriptures. That is all. Are, are you following me? Yes, it says, pray for those that despise fully the word use you. And thank you. I hope I'm okay. Yes, sir. And you see, when we get to that point in which we refuse to greet who refuse to answer greeting, is actually pride. Hello? is actually pride. A me, me, a whole me. I humble myself self to greet you. And you are coming more you are looking at me. Okay, I won't greet you again. Beloved of God, God did not call us to have pride. He called us to have integrity. Pride is not one of those seven signs of a maturing believer. But integrity is that. Are you following me? Somebody will say, what about, oh, yes, Yes, sir. Believer. The fact that he's even an unbeliever. Because
2: if you want to win that woman, that's the best way to win her for Christ, really. That's part of what she's doing to you.
0: Sir, can you move away from...
2: Hello? That's uh-huh. part what she's doing for you, to you now. If you can be bold enough to still be greeting her, to call her, to ask her why.
0: Give her and gifts.
2: You'll be... You'll be surprised one day she'll say, ah, This woman, I don't have done for her. I want to go and loan your church where
0: you worship. Amen. is this the best
2: way to win a non believer, really?
0: Honestly. It. Show love. Unqualified love. Where you can help her for a business, help her. Are you following me? You are opening more doors for yourself. I hope it's clear for everybody. Don't follow because it didn't greet me. If I'm ever in that situation, this is how I conquer it. I will make sure that. I will greet you until you run away. I will, my love will be evident to you that before you know it. Because you see some of these signs could be that she has done all kinds of gidibah, all kinds of modules, and it's not working. The only expression she can give you is to show you blackface as if it were able to send you away. Do you understand me? Because you don't know the many areas they have failed. Amen. Sister Anne, are you among them? Okay, stand. Let's talk. Giving gifts, yes. What happened to me in life? You gave gift, yes. And they threw the gift at you. How do you know? Uh-uh, I've <laughs> been there too. But, when when they threw the gift at you, what I did with, was I uh-huh. to somebody
2: that small did the
0: person receive it or not? The other person that I gave to received it with joy and said, God. Bless you. I am very grateful. I am telling you, you are getting double blessing for that. The true gift I collect, I have given money when I didn't. Look, I was in need of money myself, but simply because I wanted to show love. In those days, eh, it was not Eh, They said, You, this money. And I know that the person near the money, he just looked at him, What is you? Give me money. Flung it at me. Ah, Joma Binu, I collected my money. Amen. At least I have obeyed God. I have given. Abby, praise the Lord. Ah, kilo Okay, now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, I have an experience. I'm not like hearing that. you. I had an experience like that here. Here. Yes. In church. In
3: church. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, my point is, this. why is it good to call the other person? It's very important. You call the other person. Because at times, what you will hear, we will amaze you. Man, me to the extent that, see, standing with Mr. B, you that person. For me to know that he's, she's angry. I For told, you to know
0: she's angry at she's, you in yes, church. She's
3: angry. I told my wife this woman, I will confront her.
0: When you uh, confront her, how did you confront her?
3: At 8 p.m., Senate Bank. Huh? I said, Now nah my,
0: <coughs> nah my time with this.
3: I said, mother, wait. How do you want to carry my husband and give another woman? Oh, it's good you call these people. I said, how? Oh, a man like me, wait did me and your guy. said, there is one girl, you know, when she explained, in fact, my body pulled. I thought that girl is just a neighbor. But your husband is coming here to do her job. I don't know anything about it. In fact, that was when that woman forgave me forget everything. I said, I can't even call your husband. I don't know anything. So, it's good to call the person and ask questions so that you know what the problem is.
0: Are you a friend to the husband?
3: No. We are not
0: friends. So, how it concern you? The,
3: the lady in question is my neighbor. Okay.
0: So because she
3: knows that the lady
0: okay, is my I understand neighbor, you she now. was now thinking that okay. I have a hand in the, in the show. But now, is she born again?
3: They are in church here. The yeah. husband and the wife.
0: <laughs> Amen, amen. Wait, uh, what does that tell you? I was in single day. Wait, okay. don't think everybody that speaks in tongues shout hallelujah is a mature Christian. A mature Christian will not keep that in mind. The mature Christian will know that I must walk in love towards my brother. Bro, Lord, come. I had this, 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 this. Tell me about it. What is your role in this thing? Do you understand me? Don't ever assume growth because you met the person in church. Hello? Don't ever assume growth. Because what? You met the person in church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
3: Then secondly, just final one. My neighbor, the guy is a pain in the ass. He's what? A pain in the ass. We are not talking at all. You don't even know what to tell him.
0: He's very what?
3: He's a pain in the ass. Is
0: your, don't use that word now. He's <laughs> a pain.
3: a pain, honestly. So what I did, I took my wife. Have
0: you prayed for him? Uh, not really. Do you hear that? But what Your default action should always be pray and bind that spirit that is operating in that person. what that happened
3: is, on my and birthday, set
0: loose an atmosphere of love. my
3: birthday, I just used that one as a gift to God.
0: I called him. Bookie, we are having service here. Uh-huh. So
3: what I did, in fact, I what I, it's gonna it depressed. I just called him. The guy looked as if he was with
0: so, somebody is listening. I, you know, the guy just embraced
3: me. I said, wow. So, this said, was even waiting for me to like, call him to order. I said, let's leave all this for behind now. So, since then, everything is kind of normal. Praise okay.
0: God. Hallelujah. Your default action should always be to pray. Bind the spirit of the devil at work. Release the love of God and an atmosphere of love. And take action as the spirit of God will lead you to take. The action should not be quiet. The action should be action indeed. Amen. God bless you. We'll continue from there next week. Amen. Praise the Lord.